Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. Today we're going to chat about some game news before going into a hopefully interesting conversation about the game slash games of the decade. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You could subscribe for as little as $1 a month and keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at npn.bz slash Patreon. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can give us your free Prime subscription if you would like, or if you want to subscribe for real, that is also cool. We do really appreciate that. Today's show is sponsored by Cinnamon Coca-Cola. Not really. Not really. Uh, if you become a Patreon subscriber, you will get a bonus episode sent to your Patreon to listen to uh, for anybody who who pays like five bucks or more or something, right? Yes. Yeah. And the bonus episode is going to be about Cinnamon Coke. And maybe... <laughs> it sounds way less interesting than it's going to be, I promise. Yeah. We're going to... We're going to... Yeah. We might also dissect a popular song that's 20 <laughs> seconds long that has recently been a topic. The most popular 20 second long song. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Anyways, uh, Alex, any bumpers for the network? Uh, Yeah, the Horror Movie Yearbook guys just released an episode on their top movies of the 2010s. Uh, Please go check that out. Uh, Should be a good discussion. And uh, Westworld is coming back on March 15th. So exciting. It's sooner than I expected. Yeah, I, I, it kind of. Uh, I, I don't think it's fully like slotted into where Game of Thrones was, but I figured it would kind of be around that time frame. Yeah, and so uh, it should be exciting. I think it'll be wrapping up right around the same time as The Outsider, which just started this past week. Cool, uh, Stephen King adaptation. So it's not, that looks interesting. That's it got is, Ben Mendelsohn, right? Yeah. Ben so Mendelsohn. it has to be good. Yes, it, it, there's no <laughs> way it's bad. Yeah, and we've watched the Nicole and I have watched the first two episodes, and it's very good. So cool. check that out. In the meantime, but yes, Westworld FM will be back, and at some point before then, we need to record a preacher summit where we discuss the comic and the show. I think so. you all should dress in preacher garb. Yes. Okay. With we'll your, all get your priest collars and black collar, shirts. Yeah, we got to get the little silver tabs on us. See how blasphemous we can really get with it. Someone sure. Should dress as arse face. <laughs> yeah, that can happen. You're the we'll closest, the- so you just show up and. Anyways, Brian, what have you been playing? Um, played, started another game of the forest. Okay. And I've uh, been playing that. It's pretty cool. Is it just, are you going it alone? Are you playing with no. other people? Yeah, one other person. Okay. Playing with Jim. Um, and uh, we have a pretty good little base going. It takes a lot longer to build a base with only two people versus like three or four, of course. Makes but, sense. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. we had a system going on. I mean, we had two people hunting down trees and the rest, and then the third person was like just building yeah. everything. So well, it kind of worked. We kind of do something similar, but yeah. it's, it's just two of us. Um, the natives are getting very restless, though. And we've <laughs> seen a lot of legsies and other things that oh. are terrifying. Um, but we've managed to kill several of them and take their creepy armor. Nice. And uh, explore a lot of caves. And I don't know, that game still makes my skin crawl and makes me jump, even though I know what the hell the enemies look like and what they sound like and what they do. It still scares me. Yeah. I don't understand why. But it's pretty cool, though. Um, Hodge is a fan, fan of your flannel. Oh, thank Sorry. you. Sorry. It's from Target, on. I think. The, the cinnamon Coke gets y'all. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> but 
It's a nice flannel. <laughs> um, yeah. And besides that, I tried Frostpunk. I should say I played a whole game of Frostpunk. Mm. It lasted about 15 minutes. What kind of game is Frostpunk, Brian? Um, it is a, I guess the closest thing I could relate it to is like a resource sim, like a real-time resource like strategy game. political too, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like political resource management slash city sim. Yeah. So, all right. But it, it takes it, place in like post-apocalyptic future Arctic area. So like weird exactly. genre SimCity is what we're yes, talking. kind of. Okay. I mean, your building types are, I would say, much more limited than SimCity, and you're you're building space. Basically, you're building your whole town in like a crater. Okay. And it's snowing. It starts at a balmy negative four Fahrenheit, and I think it gets worse from there. Yikes. Um, yeah, and you, everybody's starts just like huddled around uh, a generator and it's not even on or not a generator, a furnace or, um, and, uh, from there you're just like tasked to do all these things like gather coal, get food. You yeah, know, as I say, it sounds like there's wood. not enough fossil fuels in that environment. No. I wonder what happened to them. Well, I lost really quickly Higher because- BP. I didn't understand exactly how to gather resources quick enough mm. and everybody just died. So, yeah. Or they kicked me out actually. As that's what they did. They <laughs> banished me from being leader. Uh, so basically, you do, do you go to a new crater? <laughs> no, you you probably you die because you, you go out game. in the snow. Yeah. yeah, and you and it ends. Um but you can pass like different laws like make people work for 24 hours straight, like an emergency shift law. Wow. And yeah, and you're basically trying to balance the hope and discontent meters. And it's just, it's a super depressing game. <laughs> it tells you how many, like, <laughs> it tells you, like, how many people are sick, how many people are starving, how many people are freezing, who died yesterday. Everybody has a name. <laughs> It, it's it so looks it, it beautiful gets, it gets real like personal <laughs> yeah but in in its own way um but it's very bleak um i've been intrigued by the game i've been really interested to try it since it came out but i was kind of just waiting and hoping it would be on you know like game, game pass, pass for example and now it is cool yeah i think it's on origin access as well um yeah, I, if you like that type of thing, I would say definitely try it out. I'm definitely going to play some more now that I understand how to get a decent start. Is there like do you know if there's like a like like a a win? Like is there other so. conditions to beat the game of some sort or is it just probably kind of like, like raising the hope meter all the way or something? I don't know. There's well, I was doing like a a normal game but there are other modes like they have scenarios, which I assume are like SimCity where they drop you into a situation and you have to like accomplish a specific goal. Are there disasters in the same way that I don't like... know? There could be. I mm. mean, there's probably like ridiculous blizzards and shit like that. Um, and then uh, there's also a endless mode where I guess you can just keep building forever and it doesn't end, I guess. I don't know. Stop it! 
<laughs> that's what I would say. <laughs> when I'm um, playing that mode. I think that's all I played other than, you know, the usual Destiny here and there. Just But I haven't been playing with anybody. I just been using it as like my game to play and not pay attention to what the fuck I'm doing. Just kind of disconnect and do a bunch of bounties and then log off. Sounds good. Yeah. Hey, Alex, what about you? I beat Death Stranding after 58 hours. And how do you feel about it? Um, I feel pretty good about it. I will say that I feel as though the end of that game does not play in a way that I would want it to. What do you mean? I can't is really you, you can't talk about it. Talk about okay. it. Is it is it as disappointing as like everybody made it out to be in terms of an ending? Um I wouldn't say that. Uh I wasn't really disappointed by it. Maybe my my expectations were tempered enough for me to kind of be like I know that I'm not going to finish this game and be like, "Whoa, holy shit. What the fuck?" But I like know kung fu. Yeah. But <laughs> I know package delivery, but, um, I think it, (laughs) I know prime. (laughs) I think it's very, it, it continues to be just as on the nose as the rest of the game. And if you're kind of expecting that going into it, then you'll be like, okay. Um, so overall I, I kind of, I think the, the theme of the game and what he's trying to say with it is interesting and, and is worth having it out there. I think the people who are butthurt that it wasn't like, as revelatory as it should have been, must have never played a Kojima game before because it's never really worked that way. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think we're going to try and do a spoiler cast. we got to figure out how that's going to work. Um, but I'm excited to to talk about it openly and, and see what other people's experience with the game was. Cool. So, but yeah, that's all I've been playing other than PC troubleshooter. For sure. No, I've also, I've only played Control. I'm like, I literally have, I have the, I have to finish the mission I'm currently in, and then there's one more mission after that, and then I guess the game kind of has like a final act afterwards, according to what I was reading. I just looked to see a timeline so I understood where I was, so I could try and beat the game before today. Did you do all the side missions? No, because the ones that I have are all fetch quests, and I don't want to do fetch quests. I gotcha. Because, like, those are boring to me. I don't like having to go and, like, go here and gather this and then go there and gather that and then bring it back to me. Like, I'm not into that kind of shit. It's not, if, yeah. if it were an MMO, I could understand it, but it's not an MMO. Don't make me do that kind of stuff. Make me discover other cool shit in the game, like the fucking rubber ducky and the refrigerator and, like, all that shit. The Ghostbusters 2 reference, I don't know if anybody else caught that anywhere on the internet, but I did. I don't know. The game takes place in, like, it's in New York, right? Yeah, I think so. Right, which is where Ghostbusters 2 takes place, mm-hmm. right? And there's a baby buggy. It is the exact baby buggy from the very beginning of the movie where Oscar gets pulled by the ooze. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. And awesome. it's it's in the containment chambers on like the fourth floor or whatever. Is there any document really? relating no, to it? No, there's nothing. That's, you, I just saw it and I was like, holy shit, that's the fucking baby buggy from Ghostbusters 2. Like, and, awesome. and I was like, what a cool reference. And then I was like, what other shit have I possibly missed from like every other fucking horror movie that I've ever seen all throughout time? Like, yeah. so then I just started walking back through the building to see other stuff. And it's, yeah, man, what a... What a cool fucking game, man! Brian, have you gotten to the Panopticon yet? Yeah, the Panop that that entire that set piece is fucking awesome. Like, just, dude, 
the, the ash, idea the of ashtray the maze sequence is I haven't the, done that yet. I'm not going to spoil it. There's nothing to spoil, but my god, what a cool fucking sequence. Cool. I've never felt more badass in a game. It was like it was like playing out the scene in the Matrix where you walk into the lobby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Oh my god! Like that's what a rad. and that's the thing is like I read about because I I ran into the ashtray maze like before the, the story point yeah, where I've you seen it. yeah and and I was like what the fuck and so then I like looked it up online and everybody's like don't um, we're not gonna spoil it just wait till you get there in the story because by the end of it you will say just like uh, what's her name says wow that was so fucking cool yeah. and literally like as she's like exiting it she goes. That was cool, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, it was cool! Yeah. Like, oh, it's so good. What a what a great what a great game. Yeah, but yeah, I don't care for fetch quests, so I didn't. I just haven't been doing those side missions. I have two of them right now. I have to collect mold samples, and I have to uh, go into the what is it? Um, I can't remember. You have to go into like the portal and like find. Uh, the one dude's men and like get tags from them or something like that. Some remembrance item. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't, and you have to do it in like a specified amount of time or else you get pulled out. Oh, the jukebox. That's what it is. <clears throat> yeah. I, I haven't uh, done any of that. I was not a fan of the spore stuff. No. Um, I, well, I did it. Yeah. And it, it was lame. That was the, my least favorite. And then I got missions. to a boss that whooped my ass so yeah. fast. And I'm like, I don't want to trek all the way back down there again. I give up that boss. I died many times, and I only won because eventually it bugged out on me. Do you get anything out of it? Is it worth it? Well, That's the thing. I think they're all just like time killers at this point. Like you, just, you can just finish the you, game if you want. Is it just like, like resources, or do you, you get, get an ability? To, you get to complete your your skill ability, tree. your skill tree. That's basically all you get out of it. Which I want to do because I feel like in order for me to get past the area that I currently am, I need the skill tree to be maxed because I'm having so much difficulty with it. But I also don't think I'm playing this part right Hmm. um, based off of other conversations I've seen on the internet regarding it. But um, yeah, the refrigerator boss, I know I can beat him. That's not a problem. I just like the few times I tried, I couldn't. And but I know I can do it. Yeah, that's that's another thing. The backwards Jesse in the mirror fuck that like she's so much faster and i don't understand why she's so much better at the game than i am <laughs> because she is she's a program i get it man yeah. it's fucking science yo <laughs> no i yeah that game's still it's so awesome. great i think everybody needs to play control what a, what an amazing game like to to end my year with with 2019 i mean it was it's so good and I think about it constantly. I'm always like, man, like I just should go back and watch X Files all over again. I'm like, very curious about the um, about the DLC. I don't know if you guys are aware, but I know there's more coming. Yeah. So the they call AWE's altered world events, yeah, or something of that nature. Um, but one of the one of the they like put out a roadmap picture that said AWE on it, and it also looked like a forest. From Alan Wake. Uh, well, it is in the same universe. They are so. definitely yeah, in the same universe, clear. but there's like it's overt not, there's suggestions. Not like, I mean, they're like you you pick up paperwork that says we ran into Alan Wake, blah blah blah. Yeah. There's this cabin in the wood, yada yada, yeah, like yeah. all this shit. Like, and it mentions the town that that takes yeah. place. Yes, but that like this, they, there have been some discussions that maybe they will actually fold them together with the dlc so okay that's cool that'd be cool that makes me want to go back and actually play alan wake which i do have a free (laughs) copy of somewhere i like 
I really was enjoying the story of that game and the the atmosphere of it all, but I hated the gameplay in Alan Wake. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I haven't tried it out yet. I have I've owned it for a long time on Steam, but I just want to listen to that song from the Ashtray Maze on repeat. There you go. I could probably just turn the uh difficulty, difficulty down. down all the way on Alan Wake and I'd be okay. And just rip through the story. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's all I've played. Let's hit some news. Alrighty. News time. Uh Sony will not be attending E three twenty twenty once again. Boom. Bummer. Uh, CNET reporting that they said that the vision of the show isn't right. Uh, this is their second year uh, saying that they will not. And the Sony. So the quote was: After thorough evaluation, Sony has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. Um, I guess. And then the spokesperson added that Sony's global event strategy will be more fan-focused in 2020 with hundreds of consumer events across the globe being planned. So it seems like, uh, you know, we've gotten to the point where Sony doesn't need nobody nowadays. No big company needs to go to E3 to get the word out anymore. And in some cases, it seems like it's even better because you can carve out your own time frame and take control of the media um, the the news cycle basically whenever yeah. you would like to rather than waiting for everybody vying for it at E3 but it does feel like a pretty big uh, kind of a big nail in the coffin for E3 when it's a it's a it's a big console reveal year and Sony's not even gonna show up to it that's kind of a bummer. Like you would think that they would be like, "All right, we got this new hardware. There's if there's any reason to go to E3 again, this just, would be it." But it, they it makes me curious as to like what they're going to do to allow fans and media, other than just like private media outlets, like to play it and try it and see how it works and learn about the system. Like what is what is their knows? plan? I mean, PAX is at the end of February. If there's any world where the PlayStation Five is at PAX, that would be nuts. But I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, we saw they did a really massive rollout with PSVR, you know, prior to where we got to go and play it before it came out. Yeah. So it's not like they don't have the. I wonder if that was cheaper for them that. to do. Like, I wonder if overall that was less expensive to just send out PR people to Best Buys to try out the new hardware than it was for them to go and pay for a booth at E3 fly all these people in to put on this big production and to continue to like show it off to different press people. And they probably spent their entire budget on the electric car at CES. So (laughs) maybe, but it has a PS five built into it. I made that up. Don't (laughs) take my word for that, but maybe they're just going to drive that car around the United States and with a PS five. You just get to sit in the seat and play PS five in the car. Yeah. That'd be cool. Oh wow. Yeah. Only like three people can play at a time. Yeah. 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 The, well, no, it has autonomous driving, so the driver can play, too. Oh, yeah, True. good point. Yeah. yeah. He has to show you how to it use It comes with everything. four VR helmets. Yeah, yeah. And everybody puts one on. It's all just a Gran Turismo. It's like Gran <laughs> Turismo uh, Horizons, and you get to drive around the roads. The, uh, I don't know. Real life roads. I didn't roads. really look up the Sony <laughs> car much, but the Audi e-tron, I know that you can, that's like an option to have VR in it. Sounds about right. That sounds awful. <laughs> like That's ridiculous. <laughs> Do you want to really get motion sick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want two two degrees of motion sickness? 
But it's like the, a concept thing. I don't think they. Yeah, those VR helmets come with yet. the installed barf bag on them. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it I just saw straps that. to your chin. It's like it's like a pilot's helmet. Yeah, with the, tube. With the yeah. mask that you just barf into yeah. and it sucks it out. Like <laughs> kind of like that chair. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, Sony's not going to be at E3, and that's a bummer. But in terms of other Sony news, well, you know what? Like before, like. Let's be honest here. Everybody can can like we can be mad at E3 because they released all of the media's like information and like all of the media like all the different blogs and outlets are like mad at them still for doing that because they're they were just like whoops like yeah <laughs> kind no. of a big deal man. And I like I I think um I think we've just gotten to a point like getting all of the journalists and all of the companies together at once to get all the news out there made sense in a world before the internet or before everybody had the internet in their pocket. Yeah. Well, right. And now everybody like anybody with content can just spit it out on their own. Yeah. Without absolutely. having to like, and I can, I can follow PlayStation's tweets on my phone and get a notification anytime they want to say anything. Yeah. So, on one I, hand, I, I guess think, good I, good on them for not inconveniencing anyone to like have to fly out to go see the PlayStation Five announcement. You well, know? they'll probably they they could still do that as a thing. They might hold an event at some, but they don't need to. They can just the, you, you know you know in their main U.S. campus they probably have an amphitheater that they can just put all of their staff in and announce it, make it look packed, make it look super exciting, and all those people are going to be super pumped because they're like, oh, it's the PS Five. We've been working on this for the past like year. Like we can do this, you know, like entirely possible yeah hooray we'll, we'll see what they do supposedly we're gonna hear something in february so we'll find out yeah we'll see yeah uh but also it seems as though kotaku has some sources saying that horizon zero dawn will be coming to pc uh, and jason schreier wrote yeah, this, so you that's know it's the only reason yeah. why i thought it was newsworthy is i saw his name and i'm like this is probably right yeah, I mean the weird thing, like it, I guess it makes sense because um, they're probably Death Stranding. They're probably testing the engine on PC with Horizon or vice versa. Yeah, you know, like who knows? They're they're doing the work for one of them already, so why not do it for the second one? I I'm curious to know how much they're going to sell it for though, because if you can buy it as like a greatest hits on PlayStation for twenty dollars, like what the fuck's the point in paying sixty four on PC? Like, well, but the, if you don't own a playstation 4 and you haven't been able to play the game before why not pay 60 dollars for it you know i guess well it, it'll be interesting to see but um yeah they're saying here that they expect to see it on both steam and the epic game store although that's not finalized yet uh but it will be the first guerrilla game on a non-playstation playstation platform since sony purchased the netherlands-based studio in 2005 and it will be an opportunity for guerrilla to show off its technical chops um, it was locked at 30 frames per second on PS4, so it could look even more insane on PC. It's still one of the best looking games on console, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that excites me. I I would probably pick it up again. It's very interesting to me. Obviously, the game's three years old at this point, so uh, as in our position, in my position, I don't want to wait three years to play Sony exclusives on PC necessarily. Yeah. No, but I feel like they're just now trying this, and the the new like with that plan engine. will be maybe after six months 
they might release a yeah. release. Or, yeah, or, or uh, longer. It could be exclusive. a year-long exclusive yeah. or something That's like better that. Than I mean, three I'm assuming they're sure. just testing to see how trans- transferable the actual engine is to PC, if it's something they can do quicker. You know, like it, I'm sure their goal would be to just release as many platforms as possible at any one time. Just to, so they can say, hey, we sold X amount of copies, yeah. not we sold X amount of copies on the, PlayStation. The more people they sell their game to, the better, right? Even yeah. if it's a first-party game. So Correct. it makes sense from that standpoint. But wondering how they're going to play it in order to protect themselves from cannibalizing PlayStation sales is another thing. So yeah, we'll see. This is, once again, another step in the weird future of video games where... All the games come out for everything, I just, right? I I don't know. I do feel like it's in their best interest to put some stuff out on PC because of the way Microsoft has their model now. It's like like I can get a lot of their games on PC, and I can't get PlayStation games on PC. So that's money that Sony isn't getting. But at opinion. the same time, y- y- are, like, are you, you considering you, buying a Series X, Brian? Do you know what this no. makes me think? is this makes me think that they know something we don't know about Google Stadia. <laughs> the, the thing is, Maybe. they don't make the profit on the hardware. They make the profit on the games. That's that's the that's certainly the line, for sure. And I, I, I fully acknowledge that that's true. But then, I don't know. I guess the question is, why would they have gotten into the console business in the first place, you know? They could have just sold games on Xbox. You know, true or PC single handed, like you know, instead of dividing themselves. Yeah, like but this. It's this just... makes me think that they they know something we don't know about streaming services being the future. That's I'm throwing that out there. Maybe. Well, boohoo! I don't like the future then because I still think it's not as good as playing a game. <laughs> just wait, on man. My own once system. once five G is like legit, like the legit five G, not the bullshit they're rolling out right now because that's garbage. But when real five G hits. Legit like 5G that can't five, penetrate your home walls? 5G instead of 5 garbage? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it can't penetrate your home walls, but you... <laughs> Jeff Goldblum liked that joke, Brian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you'll you'll buy like a 5G antenna for the inside of your house, much like the router that you currently pay for from your cable service provider or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's the same shit, but on a smaller scale with faster internet. Cool. Yeah. Starlink. Um, Starlink. Last story. There's a new Switch supposedly coming. This is everything that we heard last year was that there was a Switch Pro and a Switch Mini coming. Clearly, the Mini one came out. The Pro did not make it yet to market. Um, I think the assumption was they wanted to put more distance between the smaller one and this more powerful one. Well, yeah, because everybody who bought the Mini is now going to go out and buy the bigger, better one. Yeah, so I think the idea is here that they would be putting out... This would be a console that would still be able to do both docked and undocked. Ah, oh, yes. Um, it's the way to go. But then... <laughs> uh, kind of a big question mark is what the pricing is going to look like. So the Polygon article says that um, there's a retail price of three ninety nine with 4K support, bigger cartridge sizes, and beefed up, beefed up components. Beefed up. But, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, once again, it's one of those things with um, one of those things with Nintendo where they, they put out a better version of their console and, ne- and they never quite used it to its maximum potential. So, 
Sorry. John and Brian are broken because <laughs> I said something stupid. Well, it wasn't just what you said that was stupid. It was Brian, Brian mocking it. it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Beefed up. <laughs> Sounds delicious. But, uh, yeah. So, I, 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 what do you guys think of a Switch Pro? I, just too expensive for me i don't yeah. i don't need a new system man i just built a pc that's hopefully good for the next few years and uh i the i'll be honest with you man i'm a little disappointed in my switch right now because i feel like the only thing on it are indie releases like i don't feel like there's any push for me to buy bigger better hardware because the games on it all have 8-bit looking graphics yeah True. that's the thing is like i don't know like <sighs> 4K Zelda to whatever the the new that the Zelda nice. sequel is going to be. That would be pretty interesting. 4K Metroid Prime 4 would be very nice. Metroid Prime 4K. 4K Splatoon. Metroid would be Prime nice. at all would yeah. be very nice, to be honest with you. But yeah. uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. What I would want from a newer model is better constructed, more comfortable Joy Cons, in my opinion, because that's always been my biggest complaint. Well, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna need them because it's gonna be a bigger piece of hardware. Thank you. There goes my but, diet. But the idea, like, it already made me uh, nervous um, initially when I had my Switch carrying a three hundred dollar console around, like, in my bag, and I can't imagine carrying a four hundred dollar one around. So it'll beef duff to three ninety nine. Yeah. Put it in the put that in your backpack. I'm gonna make John choke. <laughs> I'm not gonna show. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know. I don't need a new switch, but I'd probably buy one anyway because it'd be like, oh, this one's getting old right now. You you would buy it because you have to have all the newest, coolest stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a technology. Uh, you know what would be intriguing too is if the the display on the um the handheld was actually like 1080p or something. Yeah, you, and, I would or, think. And like OLED or something. That that would be intriguing, I guess. Yeah, so you can have 30 minutes of battery life. Yeah, exactly. And if it actually had a glass touchscreen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I think there's opportunity for it, but they really need to make their case, and I don't necessarily know. Like, I it, just, Yeah, I just don't for, need it. For them, for them to be like, this is what you've been waiting for, I don't know that I've been waiting for just... A slightly better switch you know right i think at this point switch two would be what i would want but that would be i don't know what that even takes the form of at this point so all right it's vr sure <clears throat> yeah and with that i think we're done with the news yep um so we're going to talk about our games of the decade um the format for this is we're going to go we each made a list of games of the decade. Uh, Brian's is obscenely long. <laughs> Alex's is pretty long, too. I actually went through and picked one game from each year. And I also listed the amount of time that I played it. Um, I think the way we're going to do this, we're going to just go run through each of our lists. And then each of us is going to announce which game we feel is the actual game of the decade. And then we're going to argue it. Fair enough. Yep. All right. Do you want me to start because you're eating? Yep. All mm-hmm. right. So, uh, from 2010, Civ Five. From 2011, Skyrim. From 2012, Far Cry Three. 2013, Tomb Raider. 2014, Destiny. 2015, Bloodborne. 2016, Rainbow Six Siege. 2017, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. 2018, God of War. And 2019, Control. 
those are my top games of each individual year of the decade. Now, my game of the decade, I'm leaning most towards Skyrim being the game of the decade. That's my list. Brian, why don't you go? Okay. You can just read through your list. <laughs> uh, well, I tried to break it down. I had a huge list of games um, because I kind of figured we'd just have more to discuss that way, like we really need it. Um, but then I narrowed things down to what I think would be my personal top 10 in no particular order. Um, Mass Effect 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, The Witcher 3, Skyrim, Portal 2, uh, Forza Horizon 4, XCOM, Enemy Unknown, Red Dead Redemption 2, The Witness, and Zelda Breath of the, the Wild. I can't talk because I have cookie in my mouth still. Um, and then others, Rainbow Six Siege, Bioshock Infinite, StarCraft II, Civ V, the original Red Dead Redemption, um, barely made the cut, actually, <laughs> Yeah, at 2010. Yep. Um, Bloodborne, Rocket League, Destiny, Titanfall 2, Grand Theft Auto V, mostly the online component, specifically. Uh, the Last of Us, God of War 2018. Um, Doom 2016, Control, Into the Breach, Dishonor 2, PUBG, and Battlefield Bad Company 2. <laughs> cool. Alex. Uh, or no, those... yeah, Brian, which one is your n- number one game of the decade? Um, if I'm heavily leaning toward Mass Effect 2. Okay. All right. Alex, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so my list, I did, it's mostly in chronological order, maybe not within each each year. But uh, and some of these I just have on here as like shout outs. But Mass Effect 2, Mortal Kombat 2011, uh, Skyrim, Portal 2, Battlefield 3, Spelunky, Fez, Journey, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon. That's a shout out to Nick because I know that would be on his decade list. Uh, the Last of Us, Rogue Legacy, Grand Theft Auto 5, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Metal Gear Solid 5. The Phantom Pain, specifically, not Ground Zeroes. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, The Witness, Hyper Light Drifter, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Friday the 13th of the game, definitely the game of the decade. <laughs> Best game Absolutely ever made. Absolutely not. <laughs> John's worst game of the decade. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey, Dead Cells, and Control. Yeah, damn. I would I would pick Dead Cells and Control to put on the list. Too. I think if any of the, like, if t- to me, if there are any games, I'd be disappointed if a lot of these didn't make it on there, but if there's one game that needs to make it onto the list of best games of the decade, to me, it is Spelunky. Okay. So, now, Alex, why does Spelunky belong to be, belong as the game of the decade? Spelunky is a master class in, in, rogue rogue like uh randomized video game design like there's the systems that went into making spelunky work as a video game are insane the idea that every single level has four different blocks to it that are randomly assembled and designed to work with each other no matter what order they're put in and designed to be completely playable Mm. in that form I think it's a technological marvel in the first place. And then on top of that, I feel like after Spelunky became this deluge of of big roguelike games that continued to try and like push the genre forward and figure out ways to make it 
more difficult to learn how to, um, you know, like to, to design a game where you're like learning more about it as you play it. And it had a little bit of that like soulsiness to it where you continue to die and learn more about how the game works and things of that nature. So yeah. Uh, the, Bigos one in the chat, John, is this guy from work, Josh, and he's... Oh, cool. Yeah, what but, up, man? Uh, World of Warcraft doesn't need to make it because it didn't come out this decade, just like you said. But anyway, I think Spelunky is one of the best games of all time, let alone of the decade, and that's why I think it should be on this list. Cool. Brian, what's your argument for Mass Effect 2? It's awesome. <laughs> Great <laughs> argument. All right. Yeah. Next. Moving along. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, for me, it was basically like the pinnacle of what you'd want in a cinematic RPG experience, especially a sci-fi one. And it's just awesome. I mean, the characters are great. You kind of feel for them all. And um, I mean, the story... I feel like is a bit stronger than the original one, but that came out last decade. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's just as far as the Mass Effect games go, it's probably like the most balanced as far as like having good, tight gameplay and having interesting characters and story and looking good and playing good, sounding good. It's just an awesome experience and. It's like exactly what I wanted in a like spacefaring adventure. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, the thing about it to me is, and it's been a while since I've tried to play it, but I'm curious how well the combat holds up in in 20, 2020 at this point. But I think like because of the story and everything, everything else in the game is such a touchstone for like action games, action role playing mm-hmm. games in in the decade. I can't deny that it should be on this list somewhere, you know. So, uh, yeah, but I, I, I'm I'm very curious to know whether or not people who would pick it up today would be how, how they would find the combat and whether or not they would be fully engaged with it. And I've actually never played it. I've only played the first Mass Effect, and I really liked it, and I think I lent it to someone, and I don't have the disc anymore. So, that you, sucks. I think you lent it to me, probably. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so, because I have the case, and the case has a lot of weed in it, because somebody was breaking up their weed <laughs> on the case. But I guess I wasn't so there's, there's There's a whole bunch of weed on it. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty way, sure I know who I lent it to, and but I don't know why I don't have the disc back. I think I have a copy of it, but I do for sure. I was just surprised uh, none of us said any Fallout games, but that's because to me, I think Fallout Four is the only one that came out in this. No, New Vegas did. New Vegas, New Vegas did. came out. In the, okay, I prefer Fallout Three to New Vegas, I've, so that's there, why. New Vegas has some of my favorite side quests that I've ever played in any of those games, but. Overall, I'm not a super fan of that game like I was of Fallout 3. Yeah. Um, so that's why I didn't put it on my list. It's just too damn janky. Like, it's mm-hmm. not polished like The Outer Worlds, which, yeah. Well, you can blame that on the engine, I suppose. Uh, no, not well. Speaking somewhat. of janky engines, John, why is Fallout, in, in or why is Skyrim, why is Skyrim your... Um, I it, Skyrim's my number one pick for the decade. I have a few reasons behind this. The f- biggest and 
the biggest reason being that it kind of broke open this idea of open world RPGs to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like this is a game that was so it still had the depth of like most other Elder Scrolls games and Bethesda games for that matter. Like it has a ton of depth to like what you can do, who you can be, how you can play, whatever. But it did it in a manner that was so accessible. There were people who I didn't even know played video games that were because like, they hey, didn't until Skyrim. I got to go buy this Skyrim game because yeah. I got super stoned in my friend's dorm <laughs> and I watched him play for like 15 <laughs> hours and now I want to do that. And part of the, like one of the other things I really liked about it was like the scale and the scope of the game was massive. I mean, this was like this was literally like taking World of Warcraft, right? Like taking a game that has a world, a whole world to it and you get to play like a continent that is the size of that world and there's so many places to go and so many things to see and so many things to do and all the different companion quests and things and just like the they started adding to it you could build a house you you know like it it just did something that no other game had done before in a way and this again the scale being able to fight a fucking dragon you know yeah, like it I, was I, like taking something from like shadow of the colossus and and eco and like all these other those games and bringing it to an audience that would never have touched those games and allowing them the opportunity to fight a fucking dragon like i think the setting helped a lot with like the crazy snow and the mountains um the dragons yeah. definitely that was like a new thing to that whole series um a scale wise i think it's actually smaller than previous Elder Scrolls games, but the level of detail is much higher. Yes. And this the simulation of the world and like how people go about their day and all it, that it was stuff a game, is it, more detailed as well. And it was a game that at the time like really showcased the hardware that it was on, you know, for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Yeah, like it, mean, it really like when you actually head to the northern area and there's the fucking snowstorms that are happening and like you still have people running out of the woods to be like, hey, you're that one guy. I'm going to fight you. And you're like, no, you're not. I'm going to fucking kill you because I'm <laughs> I'm completely overpowered. I've played this game for 400 hours at this point. Like there's nothing you can do to me. I will flick you across the map. And then you do <laughs> like bringing up some of the some of the Witcher 3 versus Elder Scrolls Skyrim discussion that was happening in our like friend discord yeah, I, I feel discord. as though the important like one of the important points about Skyrim as well is the fact that like you can play that game however you want to play it that's why I mean I feel for me personally they have a place in my heart for different reasons because yeah. yes Skyrim is totally more of like a sandbox experience like it's your world. You it's not the greatest narrative you or in the whoever world. you want to be. Yeah. You're actually, you know, role playing a character. And what in The Witcher 3, you are Geralt and, you know, and that's what you do. You you play him. Well, yeah, and and that's the thing. I feel like the narrative of Skyrim itself is fully reliant on you and the things that you do and the things that you come across and whatever you you choose to see whereas the narrative of something like The Witcher like even if you just follow the main quest line, you're getting a good story out of that. The, Whereas yeah. you're making your own story. In the Skyrim. story is definitely a, a strong point of The Witcher versus uh, Skyrim. I also, like, I mean, the game has spawned how many countless memes on the internet? Mm-hmm. Like, it's embedded in culture in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, 
it's been released like every single year on different platforms. It's literally on every system that's come out in the past decade. The the meme that Nick posted in our in our Patreon in our podcast Patreon was was quite funny. Uh, Skyrim uh, Skyrim was released nine years ago, seven years ago, four years ago, three years ago, and two years ago. Yes, <laughs> because it's come out so much like. It, it it certainly has been released the most of, most amount of times in the decade, right? But. And on and on as many platforms as you could possibly think of, including VR, yeah. which is like I I fail like I don't know if anybody listening to this has even tried to play Skyrim in VR. But if you want to talk about scale, don't talk to me about scale until you play VR okay, Skyrim yeah, because I, it is I, fucking life changing. Like yeah. I did try it at your, or did I try it here? I think you tried it at my house or your. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did the bow, the bow, uh, some of the it's, archery. It's shit. It's definitely impressive. I'm, I would, I'm really intrigued to see like the next generation Elder Scrolls game and how, like, I, I have a feeling VR will be included in that. For I launch. hope so. That would be beautiful. If VR is still a thing. It will. It, it is still like a died, terrible big headache for Bethesda, who already, I assume, would have big headaches trying to release a game. But if, for, but the thing is, if they're if they're using the same engine, which they are, they've already stated they're using the same engine that they've been using for all of these games. <laughs> like, yeah, because they have to, because they haven't fixed it yet. But it's they're they're just they're going to allow you to like. Why wouldn't they allow you to play it in yeah. VR? Like mm-hmm. it's it's literally just a port. <laughs> and there's there's so many other games I've played that have implemented VR after the fact that are tiny company like tiny companies made those games, and I, I just don't see any reason why they couldn't implement it. As, so you're saying it'll probably still be janky, but at least you'll be able to play it. In but VR. It, I feel like it'll be less janky though. Having like they'll be able to have that in mind as they design it. So which. Maybe it'll turn out a little less janky, but Maybe. who knows? Maybe not because it's Bethesda. There, there's some. There's just it's playing in VR, like using how to learning how to use the controls and archery and stealth and everything is really cool. But there's something to be said about. I, I reference this every time I talk about this, like walking up the stairs of High Hrothgar for mm-hmm. the first time, or any like you know Bleak Falls Barrow or whatever the hell, like just seeing the arches over these dragon temples like and being able to physically move your head upwards and look at them is just there's something about that the first time i got immolated by a dragon was a pretty interesting experience (laughs) as well like i was like holy shit i just think this game has a much larger impact like on games as a whole than any of the other games we've talked about that's that's my argument is like this game has done way more and has transcended boundaries in so many different ways that it's a it it may not be like the greatest game ever made uh, the witcher 3 is that uh <laughs> but it is a really fucking good game that has done far more for the genre and gaming in general than any of the other games yeah i mean that's the thing i don't i don't have any arguments against skyrim no i mean i we can all say that's on the list for sure yeah but that's that's the game of the decade is it the game of the <laughs> decade though is the question would you take it over mass effect brian i i mean i could be difficult about it but i <laughs> i mean i suppose sure, we probably should have came up with more criteria as to like what quality like what is what makes the game of the decade i suppose but like i think it's different for every person is the thing like you, you know the thing the things that i I I didn't even necessarily have criteria. The way I put my list together, I pulled up the 20-whatever in video gaming 
articles on Wikipedia and I looked through all the games and I was like, let me pick out the things here that have stood the test of time and still I care about or I have some attachment to and things of that nature. Like like Skyrim. It has literally Sky, <laughs> Skyrim, stood the test of time over the course of the entire decade. For sure. And and to me, it like I have these moments where I remember it being cold outside and snow was falling on the ground and I could hear the Skyrim soundtrack and I think I think that game has made some incredible memories in in my mind. But other things including like Battlefield 3, I have stories with Nick and Gojo. Like there's this one game of of control points that we played that was just insanity we shouldn't have won it and we came back from like a ridiculous lead and it was fantastic and but at the same time like is battlefield 3 the best shooter of the decade no i don't think it's even the best battlefield game there you go so uh, you know i think i think these games of the decade we can have our own personal slant on it but also kind of like admire what is good in these video games as well but but looking at other things too, like all of us, I think have Breath of the Wild on our list, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah. that game. But Breath is... of the Wild would not exist without Skyrim. Yeah, I was going to say that's it's what I'm saying. Right? Influenced like, by Skyrim for sure. So I think that makes sense. I think Skyrim's got to be somewhere near the top of the list. Right? It is the top of the list. <laughs> it's at the peak of High Hrothgar. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Grand Theft Auto Five on my list, I don't even think I should have necessarily. Like, I have a lot of fun playing online with it, but I haven't played any of the story at all. I, I can have, honestly remove it from my list. I never got through it all because I bought that game originally on 360, yeah. and I couldn't port my save games over. Like, yeah. my online progress carried over, yep. which was cool, Yeah, but I was pretty bummed that I had to start the story over because there's certain missions that I just didn't really like. It's intriguing, though. It is, like, it does have a place on the list, I feel like, not just for the online component, because that is pretty groundbreaking, honestly. Just the... F- the fact that it's still going so strongly and they're making and so much money they off make of it. The, their whole DLC model on it just being it's all free my only um, problem with it though is that it's not a good experience booting into online is one of the most painful gaming experiences that you can is, ever have it is pretty awful yeah. and you don't and know getting when disconnected there's no, constantly is there's no like progress bar of it loading so like if you walk away to like go get a snack and you come back and you've already died six times like... yeah and you're just getting griefed <laughs> continually by some dude who like invites everybody to his apartment and then when everybody rejects it they walk out of the apartment and then he blows them all up like <laughs> i had a lot of fun kicking brian's ass in golf Oh, yeah, the golf game, we spent, like, hours playing <laughs> golf in that game. Like, we would go and change our outfits to go play golf and fucking online. Yep. <laughs> and that's why that's why it works. But I think it's there's great. a lot about it that doesn't necessarily work, but I understand why somebody would would want to include it in the discussion, for sure. But... So, Skyrim? It just... But here's the thing. Is it Skyrim... Or is it Rainbow Six Siege? <laughs> I thought we were going to come up with a list of ten. We're, well, yes, but we need to determine what is the game of the decade. What is the game of the decade? And in talking about it, like I think we have three games on our list of ten already. I think okay. it's Mass Effect 2. I think it's Skyrim. I think Spelunky's on there, because fuck you guys. But anyway. No, Spelunky's <laughs> fine. I think Spelunky's... 
dude, the amount of rage that Sp- Spelunky induces in people is is beautiful. I, and and what but, true game doesn't make you angry as fuck? To be well, honest, I get angry enough, and that's probably why I haven't played Spelunky <laughs> that much. But I have yeah, played I it a touch bit, it and I it does you. seem like a very well designed game. I think you'd break a controller if you really got. <laughs> He'd have an aneurysm. Is what he would do. <laughs> yeah, it'd break my brain. But. <laughs> But what I think we need to talk about Rainbow Six Siege. Like, if this is our game of the decade. I've Again, even though we have Siege on multiple platforms, I have Skyrim on multiple platforms, and the combined amount of time I've spent on Skyrim is so much that I that I can't count, like, how, like, it's in, it's in the, it's in the thousands of hours at this point. Like, if I really think about it and break it down, the amount of time, I killed two Xboxes playing Skyrim. <laughs> Two of them. It's crazy. And, well, and I guess the thing is, both of these games are things that were outside of what I originally thought would be something I would care about. I don't usually care about high fantasy uh, role playing in a lot of cases. And so the fact that I played as much Skyrim as I did is one thing. And then the same goes for Rainbow Six Siege because I could not give less of a shit about any competitive shooters. <laughs> And the fact that I'm still wanting to play Rainbow Six Siege five years after it released. I want to play it right now. Exactly. <laughs> so I think I think that's, I don't know. <sighs> if there were. It feels like Skyrim certainly is more influential, but in my heart, I feel like Rainbow Six Siege is our game of the decade. <laughs> <laughs> Like Skyrim can be like the overall game of the decade, like in general, and then Siege is like Siege is number the, two, the game nerds game of the decade. I, uh, yeah, or the multiplayer game of the decade. I guess if we could have a superlative, I think that's that's it. That could be one superlative, I guess. Like, could yeah, we could have come up with a few different superlatives. Well, for just game yeah, of like, the decade like type stuff. Like Hash said, Bad Company Two is the best shooter of the decade, in his opinion. I think it's the it was the most fun Battlefield game I played, and it's the one that got me into playing those games. Mm. Um, but I still like Rainbow Six Siege better overall as a multiplayer game. Yeah, like Rainbow Six has kind of ruined other shooters for me because of the the way it feels and how well it controls and things of that nature. Like when I was playing Borderlands and I was kind of like, I don't know that I can do this because things don't die when I shoot them in the head. And where are my gadgets? I can't run as fast and things of that nature, but can't reinforce the walls. So, all right, if we've got, so we have, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go up here and we're going to make our top 10 MGNP top 10 games of the that's decade. the second page just so you know no it's not oh okay so number one probably skyrim number two uh rainbow six number three you can put mass effect because the two of you both put mass effect mass effect to number four spelunky so we have six more games that should end up on this list I don't even necessarily know that Breath of the Wild should be on the list if Skyrim's on the list. I kept like, like putting Skyrim. it on and taking it off my personal top Civ 5 is the best strategy game of the decade. That's Yeah, I can, I can agree with that one, I think. Well, I don't know. Into the Breach is pretty fucking rad. That's a different kind of strategy, though. 
I yeah, I have I own it on two platforms, so that says something. Um The Witness was our game of the year in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Mostly because of Brian and I. I and still John didn't play yeah, it. I still think about it. I still try to get everybody I know to play it because it's just a unique experience. So if there's one puzzle game on this top ten, is it Portal Two or is it The Witness? Actually I would pick Portal Two. You'd pick Portal Two? It's just too charming. <laughs> It is and, really, really good. And to be honest, like you probably haven't played the co-op part. I played some of yeah, I actually I played, played some of it with Andy. All the way through it, and it is just as good as the single player we actually, in a different way. That was one of the first instances of cross-play, because I was playing on oh, my PS3, nice. and Andy was playing on his PC, and that was a lot of fun back awesome. in the day. But yeah, I can't disagree. Portal 2 shouldn't be anywhere near as good as it is being the second game in the series, yeah. but for some reason, it's fucking incredible. Yeah, the story is just awesome. Everything they did with like extrapolating the the puzzle mechanics and is great. Um, yeah, and the co op is great too. I'm gonna add Portal Two it's here. Honestly, one of the best co op games I've played. Uh, John, do you think Civ Five should be in the top ten? I think it's the best version of that game. I, is it though? Did you play one through four? No. <laughs> See, a lot of people are diehard Civ 4 fans, and they don't like 5. But I personally never really played 4, so I, I can't vouch for I it. I feel like there was more of a backlash to 6 than there was to 5. But is, is, did 4 yeah. didn't come out in the decade, did it? No, but yeah, I'm just that's saying. That's not what we're talking about. 5 is like the best strategy game of the decade. I and, would, I, and I would put it above XCOM, which is probably one of the only other strategy games I played, because it's... Uh, it's way more polished. Uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown is very polished. XCOM 2 had some bugs, for sure. No, I had issues with the first XCOM. Could have just been the version at the time. but I respect the shit out of XCOM, but I've never been able to play it. Did you play Civ Five? A little bit. Not I, things I that would not... be on my list, really, is the thing, but also, like... You know, it's not necessarily like Spel- Spelunky's not on your list. It's not necessarily on either of your list if, either. If you but. want a polished strategy game, what about StarCraft 2? I didn't I didn't play StarCraft 2. Exactly. Can't talk about that. You didn't need- Oh yeah, you did put StarCraft I've played, 2 on yours. Yeah, I played through all three giant ass campaigns too. I mean, I definitely like if I'm going to pull other games that I think belong in in games like top 10, like Control's definitely in there. And I also I do think that Dead Cells belongs in there too. Control to me, I feel like I need more time is the problem. I need I more time. I think there could be some recency bias on that, in my opinion. I think the game is incredible, but I don't know if I'm going to be thinking about it three years from now is the thing, you know? Yeah, my issue is it left a really good first impression on me, and then I like got frustrated with it, and I put it down, and... Like I do want to go back to it. I still think about it a lot, but I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know if I really see. I put just, it in I that. just think like what, what it opens up the world of gaming to, or at least like itself. I mean, it. How do I want to voice this? The world that they've created with Control is expansive in so many different ways. They could create different games based based off of the different AWEs, off of the different objects of power. Like you could literally like spawn an entire series of games off of the things that happen in this one game. Like it could be so huge 
And I think that's probably what they're going to do, hopefully. I, like, I would like to see the universe of this game expanded upon further. Mm. So I just think the the potential that it has should have some kind of an impact, even if we just put it at number 10. Like, I don't care. I think it belongs on the list, though. I think the 10, I mean, I don't know. We, we could go through and pick out based on years, too, and actually, like I did, but we don't have to. I just think it belongs on the list. What What else... Dead Cells, wow. you could argue in terms of being like a platformer with randomly generated shit because that's basically what Spelunky <laughs> is. Like, they're very similar in that respect, but also very differently played games. Yeah. No, I think just like Dead Cells certainly. Dead Cells certainly, I think, comes in that after that wake of Spelunky for sure. But I, yeah. I think it does things so differently that I think it would be a separate entry. But. So right now on the list, we've got Skyrim number one, Rainbow Six Siege number two. These numbers don't mean anything yet. I just wanted to list one of these games that would end up on here. Skyrim, Rainbow Six Siege, Mass Effect 2, Spelunky, Portal 2, Civilization 5, Control, and Dead Cells. Is there anything else on anybody's list that Mm. they feel like needs to be on here? Mm -hmm. Okay, Brian. (laughs) Give us... (laughs) When you're done chewing yeah, on that when you're crumb. Done chewing. I think one that I really would love to see on here that I don't necessarily know that I would get would probably be Fez. I think Fez is maybe I, the epitome of like indie gaming. I would put Fez on there over Dead Cells. You think so? Yeah, even though I forgot to put it on my list. Um it's just it's a very unique game. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like it. Um, in a way, it was like kind of one of the biggest like indie games. Like, I don't know. They I felt like indie games kind of about it. Yeah, I mean, indie games kind of blew up around that game. Yeah. Um. Well, and well, indie games kind of blew up around Xbox 360. You know. But wasn't that a showcase 360 game? It was, but like years later is mm, the thing. Okay. But all right, we'll, we'll put. I'm going to put it on the list just to keep track. Um, personally, I'm still a huge fan of Horizon Zero Dawn, and that would be in my top ten. I wish it was here, but I'm guessing it probably won't be based on how you guys feel. I liked it, but I don't know that it would be something that needs. Like I, I don't know that 20 years from now I'll be like, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. You know. It'll probably still look good. Probably. 20 years at least. What do you think about it, John? I haven't played enough to really care about it. That's the problem, though. Like, I like that game came out at a time where I was just, like, totally over open world games. Yeah. I think it takes all the lessons from the other open world games and, like, does it right, though. Like, it's the best Assassin's Creed game that's not an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> I kind of hate the fact that I got through that game without feeling like I fully engaged with the trapping system because that's all those weapons are is like setting up traps and luring the the dinosaurs into them and that type of thing i got to a point in that game where i feel like i just started brute forcing a lot of the the combat Mm. and and i don't really love that that was possible like i wish that i was it's not on the higher difficulty levels yeah that's true but and maybe that's more of a personal problem. But it's definitely not possible in the expansion. Which is, yeah. The expansion was really good. I didn't touch any of that. 
I feel like I'd have to just start the game over at the beginning. You, you basically what I had to do was go back to one of the starting areas to relearn how to play the game. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are so many... That's one of the things I like about it is, yeah, like, sometimes you can cheese your way through the combat, but it just feels so good when you actually understand the combat and you get efficient with it, almost like how you feel when you're playing, like, a Souls game. Um, that's what I hate, is that I never got to that point. Because I know that it's there, and I know that some people well, got to it. I just never found myself getting there. I feel like you had to if you wanted to beat all of the, like, proving grounds on the top difficulty mm. level, and that's what I did. And, um, it yeah, that's just so much fun. And I loved the story. I loved the whole uh, setup. That whole world is kind of unique for for a post-apocalyptic setting, which is rare because, I mean, they basically all seem the same. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think it's good. Like, how do we feel about Bloodborne being on the list? Uh, yeah, they, we don't have any Souls Souls games anywhere. If, if on I were going to pick one of those, I would pick Bloodborne because that was like my gateway to those types of games. And yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Still holds a special place in my heart, especially. And if you think about it, people are still discovering shit in that game, like yeah. to this day. I yeah. have never even done a chalice dungeon. I don't even know what it is. It they're randomly generated. Alex dungeons. still doesn't even know how to get the gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. He's it's still looking for shit on the yeah. steps. Yeah, I don't the know. Starting area. Uh-huh. Stuck in the it's hunter's also, dream. Yeah, you can't even get out of the hunter's dream. <laughs> this game's so hard, one, guys. One of my fondest uh, memories of recording episodes with you guys. <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah. That was a little painful for me to go back and listen to. Uh, is there anything... Like, there's no destiny here. No, like... John, yeah, Hash, John, you Hash had a, thinks destiny needs to be on the list. John, you had it on your list. Brian, you have it I'll, on your I'll list. I'll mention why I felt like it was a contender to the game of the decade, and that is because um, it's it's the first... It, it's one of the first, like, cooperative shooters that did what it did. Like, it, it was the MMO shooter online with your friends, like... I we fought I fought to get home early enough to play with people. Yeah, yeah. And like it it kind of it spawned a genre in a way too. I mean, you wouldn't I don't think you would have Destiny necessarily or you wouldn't you wouldn't have games like The Division and um I feel like even Overwatch is somewhat mixed in there with this too. Like games like these competitive shooters like that that have these fantastical elements like wouldn't be there if it weren't for Destiny. That's mm-hmm. true, but is it good? Compared yeah, to these games. I think so. I mean, story-wise, not so much, but I think the gameplay itself is something like there. Like we all can agree that the gunplay in Destiny is some of the best gunplay. Have I spent more time playing Destiny and Destiny Two than all of these other games? Yes, I have. <laughs> but I still don't necessarily think that they are like shining examples of like perfected game design or anything I, like maybe, that. Maybe, but sh- I, it, sure, it just, there are other things around it that I think qualify it. Like, I do think the lore in the game is something that is pretty incredible. Like, they definitely have this well-thought-out storyline of shit that has happened that led up to the game that we play. Like, stuff that I never even... I don't even know where they come up with this shit. Like, I, it, it just shows a level of creativity that is pretty astounding to me. Um... 
that's that's why I kind of had it as a contender. I just think I think it it like spawned a genre and has done a lot of really good things. But that's ultimately like I think Skyrim's better overall. I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna fight to get it on this list. No, that's fine. But if you guys wanted to, I don't. Not, I don't necessarily think it needs to be on the list. I think like we still we need to narrow it down to just ten games. I want. Well, I want to so. finish. I want to finish getting through some of it. Like I think The Last of Us is something that I could see on a game of the decade list for sure. I think it's one of the best third person action like narratives. narratives that came out this decade for sure. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that other people haven't done it. I wouldn't necessarily say better. And like, obviously uncharted four is like the same people doing it again. But also I feel as though the uncharted games feel as though they were the best in the decade beforehand. Mm -hmm. But I think the last of us is kind of beats out even uncharted four in my opinion, just in terms of like, the story and how it's put together and the way you play it. So I, and like, it's something that I would like to see on the list, but I also know that like, it's not necessarily anything new. It's just the best version of something that we've seen before. Yeah. That's kind of how I would put yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, well, a lot of these are not anything new, like Civ five, for example, five. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Metal Gear Solid Five is incredible, but I think it's born out of a lot that came before it. I I, I feel as though we should kind of give Destiny a little bit of props because it is mostly what spawned us into wanting to make a podcast about video it, games. I mean, our, if the there's first, any like, game that's been mentioned in all 123 episodes our first, of, this, yeah. ep- of this podcast is probably Destiny, right? I also, but, like, yeah. it. it's the first game that, like, I felt like we had a crew of people playing together all the time. It is, yeah, the first game that everybody played. <sighs> all right. Everybody played it. There's not any <laughs> one of our friends that I didn't can, play it. I can it. feel the reluctance. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, the Witness is fantastic, but I think Portal 2 should be on the list. Hyperlight Drifter is awesome, but maybe yeah. not remarkable enough. Friday the 13th is incredible, but I don't think it's the best version of an asymmetric multiplayer game that will probably come out. So no. I think there's more to come. Super Mario Odyssey is just very good, Super Mario, but. Doesn't need to be on there. Not necessarily something special. Uh, John Far Cry 3. That was my game of 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Does it have a position on this list? Uh, Not necessarily. I do think it's probably like, I, I like Far Cry 3 more than any of the other Far Cry's I've played, but I don't think it needs to be on the list. Tomb Raider. Uh, Tomb Raider is the best reboot ever made. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? What about God of War? God of War is really good too, but I think Tomb Raider takes. Well, the cake. it's not really a reboot entirely, though. Yeah, uh, Doesn't yeah. it follow mm, in the wake it, of the story? It kind of, yeah. It's past. like a reboot sequel, a requel. Um, yeah, God of War. God of War is very good, but uh, Brian Witcher Three. Yes. I don't think you're going to get it on the list with John and I here. Yeah, that really sucks because it definitely <laughs> belongs there. <laughs> Sorry. I um, wish I wish I liked it more. I wish you did too. Forza Horizon 4. 
I can, I mean, that doesn't belong there because you guys didn't really play it either, I guess. But I think as far as that genre of game goes, it's definitely the best best example. It's, yeah, it's better than Burnout Paradise. I was just asking if Evolve is the best asymmetrical. (laughs) Absolutely not. No. (laughs) Even less people played that than Friday the 13th. Sorry, man. (laughs) Um, XCOM, we've discussed a little bit. I would wholeheartedly put XCOM on the list over Civ V if I was going to pick a strategy game. I'm going to... Um... I also don't think you're going to get Red Dead Redemption 2 on this list, but do you want to say any words about it? <laughs> I'm I'm disappointed that you guys didn't enjoy that one either, even yeah. though I really enjoyed it. If I was going to put one on the list, it would be Red Dead Redemption, because that one I got The through. original. Yeah, yeah, and I enjoyed a lot. I it just, just was I, not there for me in Red Dead 2. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is better. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm having... like. I'm itching to kind of play it again, but I also know I'm just going to fall asleep while riding <laughs> the horse. Does the PC version have ray tracing? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if it does. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. It's on sale on Humble right now. I did debate buying it last Ooh. night. Bioshock Infinite is a game that a lot of people in our Patreon Discord enjoyed and put as their game of the decade, which uh, shocked I... me, to be honest. <laughs> Infinitely? Yes. <laughs> I was bio-shocked infinitely. There, see, the thing with that game, like I grappled with putting that on my top 10 list, my personal list, because like, I mean, it, it is just like very awe-inspiring. Like when you first start that game and you're going through it, just the world of it is cool. It's very cool. But there's so many weird things with the story that haven't aged well or, mm. or maybe like seemed impressive at the time. And wouldn't be now. And I don't have fond memories of certain aspects of the gameplay compared to the... Like, the original game, if this had come out this decade, would absolutely be on my top ten. Um, But, like, they dumbed down some of the, like, like the skill systems and stuff in that game to the point to where they just weren't as fun, in my opinion. And that's the thing. Like, I came to Bioshock very late. Like, I played that in the months leading up to Bioshock Infinite coming out, and I was kind of like, I don't see what everybody, like, loved about this. Being somebody who respected System Shock 2 a lot, never actually completed it. I will say that Bioshock's... um element system the way it's visualized on the hands of the character was taken by skyrim <laughs> like they <laughs> they, yeah, they yeah. took that visual from bioshock mm-hmm. but in that same so in, in that nature i was very excited for bioshock infinite because people were like pumped for it they're like oh man bioshock 2 was terrible which i've also heard is not true um but people were like bioshock infinite's where it's at and then like it came out and it was nothing like any of the tech demos that they had showed off and i just remember people being extremely disappointed by that game and when i played through it i was like well that was a video game and then i turned it off and never thought about it again until somebody said it in our discord a couple weeks ago so i I, like i might be being very dismissive but i don't think bioshock infinite is something that i personally would have on our list I'm so. okay leaving it off. <laughs> All right. Uh, StarCraft 2, you said, maybe the best strategy game. Would you put StarCraft 2 over XCOM? Nah. Yeah. 
I enjoyed XCOM more overall, I think. And it felt more like... I, I feel like XCOM felt like a different version of that game, where StarCraft II is probably just the best version of StarCraft that exists, yeah. right? You know? It's, it's an it's, improved version of StarCraft. Yeah, more of the same for a new age. Yeah. It's definitely it's not groundbreaking in any way. I guess I never played much of the old XCOM games, so I don't know uh, how I much. didn't play a lot, but I played a bit. Like, the new ones, they definitely encapsulate the same kind of... Uh, like feel that the original ones do, but um, they're just they're more playable, like better interfaces. And yeah, obviously better looking. Rocket League is interesting on this list. Rocket League is a great game. It's just I didn't play it as much as other people did that I know, but like I feel like anybody that plays that game likes it because it's just a it's so solid. And it's on, like, every platform. Yeah. It's the first, like, massively cross-platform game, I would say. Yeah. Um, Minecraft is. Well, yeah. Well, fine. Yeah, none of us care about Second. Minecraft, clearly. None of us mentioned Fortnite. There is one Battle Fortnite Royale. Because Fortnite does not belong on here. There's one Battle Royale on this list, and that would be PUBG is on Brian's list. Because I was obsessed with it. But when it really comes down to it, I don't know if I'd put it on the list because it's. Janky. I mean, that's the thing. If we had a bunch <laughs> of superlatives for this too, like you, that would be like the battle royale game of the decade. You I don't know. Tetris ninety nine. We wouldn't. Pretty fucking good. <laughs> we wouldn't have the other ones well, if it weren't for PUBG. I, honestly, like, I think Apex Legends is the best designed battle royale game. But PUBG but came to mind it, it first. Spawned because, a genre. Yeah, because yeah. it's like what I think of when I think of Battle Royale games. And right. Because of its popularity, we it's have It's weird other that games. it will likely become a footnote in the the pages that Fortnite and Apex Legends will dominate, to me. Yeah. But that's what happens with a lot of it these things. It still does have a pretty good player base. And yeah. like a lot of the uh, popular streamers that mostly just play Battle Royale games go back and play it still. Titanfall 2 is... I mean, the campaign's great, and the multiplayer's great, so it is a great game. I might not put it on the top ten over, like, the original Titanfall, because I liked the multiplayer in the first Titanfall better. Yeah. It was a little faster. There's a little more customization options for, like, loadouts and stuff. Any thoughts about Dishonored 2 to share beyond what you have in recent weeks? Although that was the DLC. That was, yeah, that was a different one. Um... Best immersive sim of the decade, possibly. Although I don't, I really liked Prey. Too, Prey was very I didn't good. Even yeah. put it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we should go through our Discord homies game of the decade just to see if there's anything else in here that we would add to our list, and then we can finally whittle down our our list. Yeah. All right. So uh, Jason said Breath of the Wild. Yep. Nico said Portal Two. Joey says Dark Souls. Tommy says The Witcher Three. Corey oh, said yeah. Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Gladish said Rainbow Six Siege. Nikki said Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Zach said Mass Effect 2 and 3 because <laughs> he couldn't pick between them even though I said <laughs> no, just I pick one game. No, I think Mass Effect 2 thirds. 2 thirds, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved Leslie Nielsen in that one. Willie said The Walking Dead Season 1. Jason K said Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> Jason, or Bruce K said uh, Bioshock Infinite with a runner-up of Skyrim. Alan said Fallout New Vegas and Nick said Skyrim. Yeah, I haven't played enough Hellblade to say. Hellblade, 
I haven't like, played any is Hellblade. very intriguing from a story standpoint and like the visual visual like audio design just how Super it sounds up. like there are actually voices in your head Beef um all that's just awesome but i hate the gameplay mm-hmm. like the weird puzzle solving in it is super boring and the combat is super boring i felt bad that you guys bullied nikki into not picking hellblade but <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but well, it seemed like she really did enjoy obviously, horizon yeah. enough to change it so obviously i would say i just remember her playing horizon more like yeah. i remember yeah. her like hearing her scream at the com- at the screen <laughs> in the background while playing rainbow or whatever with Corey. Mm-hmm. so like i know she played that, that was game. breath of the wild i think she was i heard a lot of it. breath of the wild too but yeah, yeah. I, but I think her, I think Horizon. Another thing I think I remember her talking about loving Horizon for was having a female protagonist that was like a badass. Like yeah, mm-hmm. and so now we have Jesse, who's even more of a badass. Jesse's so way. badass. She's the best fucking character, man. Control's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't really think there's anything we need to pull from this list to add. Uh, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn probably. <laughs> well, the Witcher Three. Yeah. Because that's the thing is like I think we all we covered a lot of this. The one yeah. that we didn't really cover, I would say, would be uh, The Walking Dead. Uh, and I, I don't Telltale games just aren't for me. But I know that a lot of people think either The Walking Dead season one or The Wolf Among Us are the the best of the Telltale games. The Walking Dead season one was definitely like that game made me more emotional than I think any other game I've played. Like. It, the ending sequence is just like such a gut punch and just the whole thing just it you really feel for the characters in that game um and i did play i think the second season after that and it just didn't quite capture the, the same feeling but um yeah I, I just i wouldn't put it on a list if i had to pick between like 10 games yeah i i think i would have more glowing memories of those if i was able to convince somebody whether it be whoever i would have been dating at the time or a bunch of friends or whoever to come and play those games with me like i feel like i would have had a good collective experience with telltale games you can see that but i never that never really came together in my practice so i've heard untitled goose game is a good game to play with other people in the room i could see that it's more fun i think that'd be fun all right we've got 13 games on our top 10 Skyrim, Rainbow Six Siege, Mass Effect 2, Spelunky, Portal 2, Civ 5, Control, Dead Cells, Fez, Horizon Zero Dawn, Bloodborne, Destiny, and XCOM. So we got to take three of these off. I would take XCOM off. And I would take... Oh, that's hard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'm willing to give up XCOM if you give up Civ five and we just don't have a strategy game on here. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yikes, that's, yeah, that's okay. murder. But I I agree with that. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> so that that gets. I rid have of, no casualties <laughs> in that in that, that battle. Get, that gets rid of two. <laughs> and now we just delete Spelunky and we're good. Oh fuck that! <laughs> we're deleting Destiny before we delete. I was going to say I would yeah. probably say Destiny out of any I, of those. But you I know, can't. as much as I liked Dead Cells, I don't think it belongs on this list either. Like I think, I don't think it's it did anything that crazy like it's fun game it's fair enough i'm i can be in agreement with that <laughs> i don't think like man that was like my favorite game in the last 10 years 
Like I would put Into the Breach on there over Dead Cells. I had more fun with Into the Breach. Yeah, and I think I'd put The Last of Us on before Horizon. <laughs> I don't want to budge on Horizon. Because <laughs> I can make a trade. I already here, have to give up The Witcher Three, which yeah. absolutely belongs on this list. You wouldn't no, have The Witcher Three if you didn't have Skyrim. So <laughs> that's not true. Suck my cheese wheels. <laughs> Sweet well, rolls. Sweet rolls. Witcher yeah. three isn't on here anyways, so screw you. Um What about did, so did we really decide control should be on here? Or should we let it wait? Let it sit. I like it simmer. so much right now that I'm willing to put it on here, but I also feel like it's one that could like that might, might move lower than six, obviously, but I think I, I, think, I think I think we I think all three of us were so positive on that game. That it would feel weird to not include it. The only reason I think Dead Cells should stay on our list is because it was our game of the year. Yeah. For 2018. I don't remember that. <laughs> was I here? Yeah. Yeah, you were. Uh, so... <sighs> to be honest, I didn't play a ton of Fez. I I appreciate it and then I do like it, but I didn't play it. I played it. zero Fez. I don't like where this is going. I also <laughs> you haven't given anything up yet. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is like there there are four games four games on that list that I haven't played at all, and one game that I've played barely at all. So I just like I'm just throwing that out there. I've played all of the games on this list. What's your least favorite out of all the games on this list? Destiny. Horizon Zero Dawn. God, really? You'd take Destiny over Horizon? Yes, Interesting. I would. Wow. I would. John, what's your least favorite game on this list? Like, not counting the ones that I haven't nope. played? Your least favorite game. What is what? What is the game? What is the game that you would most readily take off of this list? Spelunky. Brian? I mean, I haven't played much of it, so I guess I would take it off of here. <laughs> we'll let you keep that one. So. Something's got to go, though, is the problem. I, I, would, I would take Dead Cells off at this point. I don't think Dead Cells. I, because because of what Brian had said. Like, it really hasn't done much. Like, uh, it's, it is a great game, but it hasn't done much in terms of like being in- I, innovative or whatever. Since 2018. Hodge says he's unfollowing if Destiny gets taken off. It, uh, he's never playing Siege. Since 2018, I haven't thought about playing Dead Cells that much. I have thought about playing all of these games since they've come out. Except Spelunky. Still thought about playing them. So that's how I feel about it. Even Spelunky. I'm like, I should try Spelunky. No, I don't want to rage quit. <laughs> And throw my computer across the room or something. Haj has never heard of Fez or Dead Cells. Well, that's sad. You should play those games. <laughs> but they shouldn't be on this list. <laughs> Definitely play Dead Cells. I think you'd appreciate that, Haj. I think we keep the list as it is, and Destiny's a runner-up. <sighs> But that doesn't feel right. But though. Skyrim's numero I think Horizon uno. Zero Dawn is a runner-up. God damn it! 
Because there's literally only one person here who's, well, that's I can't pull that fucking card with. Exactly. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. I guess John doesn't have any on here that we don't all like, though. Other than maybe Destiny. John, I would give up. I would give up Fez if you have something you would want on here that none of us, that neither of us have played. Uh,. But then we'd still have 11. Well, we might cut it too. I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. You guys have played everything that I've played. Yeah. I don't, That's hard, man. Unless I go back and look at like my list of games that I've played in the decade, which is just stupid. Um, well, all right. I mean, it, I don't know why I want to hold on to Del- Dead Cells so hard, but... Because it's so pretty and it plays so well. It, but it's like a, it's a great game. True. And I want to play more of it right now than I want to go back. But I did finish Horizon Zero Dawn too. Is the thing, so I can't. So I did like I. That. And then I started, like, doing all the side stuff. And then I played the entire expansion. I'm like, this is still fun. All right. I don't think any of us have beaten Dead Cells. Period. No. So now we have Slash Fez on there. Slash Fez, yeah. All right, and I think, here's the thing, I think 2 through 10 don't really matter what order they're in, is the thing. I think it is just, if Skyrim is the game of the decade, then we have our nine runner up, nine runners up. Sure. I can get behind that. What happened to Zelda? Zelda's not on there because Skyrim is the ultimate Zelda. Zelda Breath of the Wild is just Skyrim with the Zelda skin on it. Yes. And not first person. Also very good, and not as buggy as Skyrim. Yeah, I still I still feel like we could maybe do better than Fez. But beyond that, I'm pretty content with this What list. would you do better than Fez with? If you make me an argument, then I will certainly hear it out. But if it's like, we got to take Fez off and put Red Dead 2 on, fuck No, that. maybe like... I would like I would just write like, Fez slash dark, uh, Dead Cells. <laughs> Or maybe yeah. all the indies are so small they yeah, fit into one they slot. They classify as one game. <laughs> How about Fez Cells? <laughs> I want to play that game. Um, I would. Uh, the Last of Us. Ooh, that's another game though. That's it's kind of like in the same vein as. I mean, it's not the same style of game as Dead Cells, but I feel like it's. The same reason why it's not on here right now. It's like a shining example of a type of game that's been done a bunch of times. I don't think I can let go of Fez. Because I think if you played more of it, you'd like it, it more. It is super cool. It's just I'm not smart enough for that game. <laughs> <laughs> that's not its fault. <sighs> it's definitely, I mean, it's. It's pretty wild, too, that it's like a completely combat-free game. But here's the thing, all right? If somebody looks at this list and they want to see what games they haven't played that they should check out, they've probably already played The Last of Us. Probably. Compared to Fez. Like, I think if these are games that we want more people to see and think about and look at, 
like maybe Skyrim shouldn't be on the top of it, but in terms of like the other nine games, yeah. All if right. you haven't tried Siege, you should check it out. If you haven't played a Mass Effect, Mass Effect Two is great. If you haven't played Spelunky, you should because it's awesome. Like, <laughs> if you haven't played a turn-based strategy game, you should play XCOM Enemy Unknown. But it's not on here anymore. All right, <laughs> fine. You cut that deal. I didn't do that. <laughs> you know what? No, let's. This is good. This is good. Control is our like cool third-person action game, I guess that. Is on what list. is Horizon Zero Dawn? That's a different... It's like our cool Assassin's Creed game. It's like an open world... All right. Objective-based okay. game. All right. Because there aren't enough open world games on here. I mean, that's... I would compare Horizon Zero Dawn closer to, like, a Far Cry. In terms of, like, what it has going on. Yeah. Yeah. But other, it also... Other than perspective, you <laughs> know. Also, I don't like it that much. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. the guns feel like pea you want to take it off of there, I'll accept The Witcher 3 in its place. Nope. This is good. We're good. We got our time. Okay, I'm, I'm good right, with this. Fine. All right. Over. So Skyrim is the game of the decade, followed closely by runners-up Rainbow Six Siege. Hit the applause button. Rainbow Six Siege, Mass Effect 2, Spelunky, Portal 2, Control, Fez, Horizon Zero Dawn, Bloodborne, and Destiny in no particular order after that. I think that's a good list of games. I mean, those are all very good games, except for the four I haven't played. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you owe it to yourself to try all of those games. Yeah. Sure. Did you not play Portal 2? No. That's ridiculous. I don't think you played Portal. You can, you oh, can finish Portal Two in like a couple I, days. I also own I own Orange Box. Like I, I, have I was just games. very sad that New Vegas isn't on there, but I'm not because Fallout Three is like number two on my last decade list <laughs> for sure. The original Portal you can finish in one sitting. That's fine. It's not about finishing games. If it was about finishing games, I'd have a whole bunch of games finished. Anyways, yep. So yeah, those are our games of the decade. Thanks to all of our Discord homies for giving us their uh, their games for of the giving decade. us suggestions that we didn't even consider. <laughs> no, we considered them. I mean, they, <laughs> they were on our list. Hey, to be honest, the only reason Dark Souls isn't on my list is because I didn't play that much of it. Yeah, and I pl- I played a lot of Dark Souls three. It is a very good game, but I think Bloodborne is a well, better representation of what those games should be. I bought Dark Souls, um, on PC when it was very broken and so then i just never went back to it mm. that's fair it's fine now but yeah yeah cool. no i think we have our list all right i'm happy with it good enough i got spelunky and fez on there so cool it turned out maybe i'll get the witcher 3 on there when we do a top 20 games of the last 20 years <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyways, uh, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Hash, if uh, if you got an extra like five bucks laying around and you join the Patreon, you can discuss all this shit with all of our nerdy friends on our uh, Game Nerds Discord there. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, that well, it's the network Discord, but yeah. Uh, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to at midwestgamenerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. 
uh yeah we are twitch affiliates be sure to throw us your free prime subscription if you have it if not that's cool you can just throw some extra sub money at us if you have any extra sub money that would be dope if not not a big deal completely ignore everything john says but that's rude just be sure to follow us at the very least so you check us out whenever we record that'd be awesome thanks again to Haj and Gladys jumped in there at the very end and Bigos, uh, Alex's homie from work. Uh, thanks for stopping by the, uh, the chat here and on Twitch and, and hitting it, hitting it with us. Uh, we do appreciate that as well. Next episode. I don't know what we're talking about. Pro- we should probably talk. I mean, I know we're Some a month kind of in here, but most, most anticipated. anticipated. Yeah. yeah. I think it would make sense that way. You know? <laughs> I mean, well, all of you my most anticipated of, games yeah. got pushed back, so we have pen- <laughs> most, plenty more time to talk about them. Most anticipated delayed game of 2020. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be good. But, We're just yeah. delaying our episode as they delay the games. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that works. The good um, news is nothing came out in January. That's not necessarily true, but I feel like nothing that we would have been extremely anticipating uh, came out at that time, so... That'll be a good yeah. next episode. And then maybe we'll start playing video games this year. Yeah, I've got a few. I'm trying to wrap up. So yep. we'll see how that goes. But anyways, thanks again for listening. Uh, it was a little bit long-winded there at the end, but that's okay. Hopefully you guys enjoyed our little discussion. And uh, we will see y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>